2: It is the spring of 1929, and at the furthest reaches of the world, five implacable travellers have embarked on their final adventure, vowing to put an end to the powerful cult of an ancient and terrible evil. On an expedition to the Antarctic Meteorological Station of Little Holkirk, our heroes have stumbled upon a grisly scene of blood and gore and teeth. But after years of unrelenting dread, this horrific discovery only strengthens their resolve. They must venture on, steadfast and certain, to the very centre of... The Infinite Bad! The Doom of Antarctica Part 2 Our heroes stand at the bottom of the world, with its weight on their shoulders, gazing in awe at the boundless beauty of the Antarctic landscape, its serenity now corrupted by the telltale savagery of Angela Gresley, the seemingly immortal harbinger of evil. And yet for Dorothy, Cornelia, Sebastian and Joy, the presence of blood and human remains is no longer as shocking as it once was. Now they feel a grim sense of appropriateness and almost an excitement. This is where it must all end, and clearly they are in the right place, as evidenced by the violent scene before them, and the fresh tracks ahead that follow the path along the coastline of the Ross Sea toward Little Holkirk. Despite their utter remoteness here in the frozen wilderness of Antarctica, our heroes expected to be in danger as soon as they made landfall, so as far as they are concerned, the expedition is off to a promising start.
1: We should follow the tracks and um, get an idea of what this thing or person is. All right. I mm-hmm.
0: take my rifle off my shoulder. We should be
1: hasty, I think. Yeah, and prepared. Mm-hmm. This is what we came for, guys.
0: This is it. Kind of feels like the end. In a good way, I mean. Not in an ominous way. In a good
2: way. We're going to defeat evil and everything's going to be fine.
1: Maybe it's Angela Gresley.
2: I hope so. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you start making your way, uh, following the tracks, and the footing almost immediately starts becoming more difficult. Uh, There are rocks now, which are slippery underfoot. Your spikes don't go in as deeply into them as they did into the ice, of course. And the terrain starts sloping upwards. You were at sea level on this ice shelf, but now you're slowly climbing up the actual coastline of the Antarctic continent. Uh, And the incline is mercifully gentle for now but you already find it to to start sapping your strength and to start being a physical challenge all of you make constitution checks at advantage at the moment you're still relatively fresh 13 17 20 two fives so weird you got two fives yeah sebastian all Mm -hmm. right sebastian uh so joy you got a 20 you are forging ahead uh, you have this sense of purpose, Joy, that you feel you feel in your bones that this might be Angela Gresley's trail that you're on. Um, and so you start uh, sprinting on ahead, loping from rock to rock, sure-footedly like a billy goat. Um, Sebastian clearly wants to keep up with you, um, but he's carrying far more on his back. And he's also dragging this sled, and it's kind of clattering against the ground with all the gear that's on it. So, Sebastian, you actually take a level of exhaustion at this point. Uh, So you're going to get disadvantage on all your ability checks until you're able to rest. That's the first level of exhaustion. I feel great!
0: (laughs) Yes, we're doing it! (laughs) Couldn't be better!
2: After about a half hour of of this kind of scrambling up the uh, gentle incline, you come to a much steeper incline, and indeed this will be not a scramble but a climb. Uh, and this seems to be the only way for you to get up to the actual coastal ridge which you need to be following. You look over inland to your right and you can see that the ridge goes for some ways and to try to go around it to try to get to a way that you can cross it without climbing would probably take too long to be worthwhile. It seems that you're going to have to make this climb. It's about a 30 foot climb. It's not too high but the fact that you've got this sled full of gear is going to make things much more difficult. You you estimate.
1: I am ready to like with my ice picks, sort of climb up the cliff, and maybe I can put like spikes in with the ropes so that everybody can come easier after me. Cornelia in particular. Yeah, and we could <laughs> we could attach ropes to the sled so that we just when we get to the top Mm. we can hoist it it up yeah i'm wondering if we it might be wise to do that for cornelia as well although earlier she was you want to hoist hoist cornelia
0: (laughs) yeah could cornelia sit on the sled
1: yeah exactly i think that might be wise maybe yeah unless cornelia's been working out have you been working out i have not (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: um yeah i would like to sit on the sled
1: uh is someone going to secure me to the sled,
2: or am I <laughs> just, to just hold on tight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> well, firstly, Joy needs to make it to the top. No? Yeah. 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 So um, you're going to try to put in pythons or, or spikes mm. along the way, right? So it would be at advantage, but because you're trying to do something a little bit more complex, uh, let's make an athletics check or acrobatics if you have. I acrobatic.
1: have survival. And you stealth, have survival. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's fine. Do it at advantage um, for the first to get halfway up 15 feet. Okay.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Five. Uh. <laughs> I had two 20s last time when you up on one.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, you got two 20s Yeah. Okay. You make
1: it halfway
2: up. Uh, unfortunately, you lose your footing as you're ambitiously trying to uh, slam in a spike into a promising looking bit of ice in, in the cliff face. Uh, You lose your footing. You begin stumbling back down. Uh, Make an acrobatics check at this point to see if you can control your fall somewhat. You are going to fall back down to the bottom, though. Ten. Ten. Okay. You manage to not take any damage this time uh, as you fall in somewhat of an undignified way all the way back down to the bottom. You put in a few of the spikes, but not all of them, so you're going to have to try it again. Okay.
1: Sorry, guys. I'll try again. Do you want to take a rest and maybe John Salim or Sebastian or myself, one of us, could try, maybe? yes. Why not? <laughs> How is
2: John Celine feeling right now? He kind of starts when you mention his name and, and then he says, uh, yes, I, I suppose I could try. Yes. He sta- he doesn't really look like he wants to try, but he steps forward. Uh, he takes the spikes somewhat uh, gingerly and he tries making his way up. <laughs> um, he's not a very good climber. Uh, he gives it a good go, and he really tries to 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 impress all of you and make his <laughs> worth felt in the party. Um, but he gets about halfway to where uh, Joy got, so really just about six or seven feet up, before slipping back down. So we yeah. can reach him. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you can reach him. You can see that he's trying to, but then he's like, "No, no, no, I'm no, I'm sorry."
1: Okay, but he's back down safe. Yeah,
2: he's safe. Yeah. Okay,
1: I think maybe I should try, Sebastian, because I think we need you at the ground just to. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure everything's okay down here. Mm-hmm. So,
2: uh,
0: Dorothy, you're possibly the clumsiest person I've met in my entire life. <laughs> Are you feeling any better,
1: Joy? <laughs> I think Joy can do it. Yes, I'm happy to try again. <laughs> okay, Dorothy. Thank you for your
2: <laughs> advantage because of your. Survival. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: Five again. Oh no! <laughs> this is ridiculous. Make
2: a constitution save at oh, advantage, during see if you gain man. a level of
1: exhaustion. This is crazy. Wait, it dies or something, I'm sure. 16. Okay,
2: so you don't gain a level of exhaustion, but you are getting very frustrated by the fact that you don't, you're not able to make this climb.
1: I am very frustrated. No! <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, I'll give it a go. Okay, Sebastian, go for it. Wait, do you have athletics? As a skill. He does. You do. So you make it at advantage as well. If I have exhaustion. Exhaustion? Oh, yes, you do. So it cancels out. So you just make it normally. Mm -hmm. Nine. Okay, Sebastian, you're about halfway up now, and you're just about staying there (laughs) um, and kind of looking around. Uh, (laughs) It's really high up here. (laughs) Yeah, you're about 15 feet up. Make another check to get the rest of the way up.
1: You could do it, Sebastian.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: Don't fall.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Mrs.
0: Cavendish. <laughs> 20.
1: Yes.
2: Oh. Okay. It was me. I did that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was all of us willing you
2: on. Yeah, you you really you've taken it to heart. These, these encouraging uh, cries from below. You're like, yes, this is this is me like forging forward, a uh, polar explorer. You spring up the last few feet uh, and essentially just almost jumping over the top, and you slam a spike into the top of the crest triumphantly. Uh, now you can you can lower the rope back down and set up a kind of pulley to start bringing the the trunks up. Before so, I
0: do that, I put my arms in the air
1: and I
2: roar like a
0: lion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> At nature.
1: Do we not want somebody else to get to the top to help him with some of that? Yeah, some up. of the pulling. Yep, yeah,
2: yeah. So now that... Um, once he affixes the rope, right, then people can use that to climb. Exactly. So now that you've affixed yeah. a rope, Everyone can climb up without making a check except for Cornelia.
1: I should stay with Cornelia and make sure she gets up okay and then I'll crop last. Okay. Makes sense. Uh
2: Sebastian, make a perception check and Dorothy, make a perception check. You at advantage, Dorothy. Two. Four. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so who has climbed up? Joy has stayed at the bottom. Dorothy is climbing up and Cornelia yes. is also staying at the bottom. Do you want Jean Céline to climb up? He's willing to take direction on this.
1: I mean, I think that he's strong. I think it would be good he to could, have him at the top. Yeah, to helping help pull. Sebastian with the pulling. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: Okay. Uh, Jean Selim is happy to climb up. Uh, he does so without any problems. So now we've got Joy and Cornelia at the bottom mm-hmm. and Dorothy and Sebastian and Jean Selim at the top. What's your armor class, Sebastian? I don't Does it know. say? I think no, it I is... What's your dexterity? Uh, my dexterity is 12. Okay, so... Um, Sebastian, you hear a shot ring out. You take three points of damage <gasps> as a bullet lances through your shoulder. You hear the crack, and then you kind of turn around, and then a, a moment later, you feel this familiar sense of a bullet lancing through your shoulder, and you kind of taken, You stumble backwards... Uh, and you just manage to keep your balance and not fall off the crest of the cliff face. (gasps) I say,
1: ah!
2: (laughs) Oh, no! We'll make perception checks to see if you can tell where the shot came from.
1: Four. Ten. 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 Sixteen. Okay,
2: Dorothy, you were worried about this happening. You can tell. (laughs) You whip around, uh, and you can tell that the shot came from behind you, from the ice shelf you suspect that it's whoever you saw slipping into the sea. Okay. Dorothy, I think this is one of those
0: times where you said I should alert you if I was feeling unwell (laughs) in some way. I'm feeling very unwell now, Dorothy.
1: Okay, Sebastian, sit down. I think everybody should keep low. Like, I think that everybody should get down, but we need to get... I mean we need to get so Joy still down. Yeah,
2: Joy and Cornelia's Cornelia are still, still at the bottom yeah. of the cliff face.
0: The rest is no, what I need now. I'll go to sleep for a while, then I'll probably
1: wake up, i Sebastian, do not do not go to sleep. We need you <laughs> right. we need you awake. Um
2: uh, Joy and Cornelia, they have they are able to find cover in okay. the rocky outcropping at okay, so um, the cover. base of the cliff face. They could even take cover behind the trunks, which are still at the, at the foot right. of the cliff. You three, at the top of the cliff, Sebastian, Dorothy, and Salim. you don't have really right. any cover. But You're we're all
1: exposed. low now, right? Like, we all got Well, yeah, you can all, all get down, home, yeah. Okay. Um, take out your hunting rifle.
2: Yeah, I've got my rifle. Um, yeah.
1: Can I
0: make, like, a check to see if I can see anything? Yeah, go for it. Am I still doing it at a
2: disadvantage? Yes, you are. Cool.
1: Even more so now. <laughs> uh
2: Six. You can't see where it came from.
1: I'm going to try to do the same. I know the general direction that it came from, right?
2: Yes, yes. You're the one who were already suspicious that it was.
1: So if I know where, is there an argument for doing it at advantage?
2: Okay, I'll give you advantage because you're on higher ground as well.
1: 16.
2: Yes, you can make out a small black speck out on the ice shelf.
1: And he's within range, clearly. Clearly, um. Yeah. I'm gonna try to take a shot at him. I have got shooting as a skill.
2: Yeah, with your rifle? Yes, with okay. rifle. Okay, and you are prone. So go ahead, make a make a shot. Two.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, uh, your shot rings out, but you, you're too panicked at the moment. You're looking over at Sebastian and seeing if you can gauge his, his condition. Uh, your kind of medic brain takes over, and you're thinking more about the wound that Sebastian has suffered than the act of shooting, so your shot goes quite wide. Excellent idea, Dorothy. We'll just fire randomly. No! <laughs> throw them off. Jean-Céline takes out his pistol, and he begins firing wildly. Um, but one of the shots seems to find its mark you can see uh, a little spurt of red darkness kind of spread out from next to this dark spot on the ice shelf uh, you can't hear anything you don't know if you'd be able to hear that whoever it is cry out um, but you can see that that person seems to have been wounded John cries out in triumph joy Cornelia what would you like to do?
1: Do we even know what's happening? Like, how big is this cliff?
2: You've heard the gunshot. You've heard <laughs> Sebastian cry out. It's thirty feet up, so you can you can see him. Um, okay. Well, you were able to see him before he dropped prone, and now you you can hear that there's a gunfight going on. There's been a few shots ringing out. Can we see the uh, the assailant? Uh, well, make a perception check. Eighteen. Yes, you can now see him, especially since you can see a little spray okay. of blood. Cool.
1: I'm ready to be pulled up now! <laughs> Somebody should definitely still be keeping an eye trained on the dark spot in case it starts moving again, though, right?
0: I guess I'll uh, try and just point my rifle in the general direction and take some shots while you pull them
2: up. Yeah,
1: so John Slim, and I are pulling up. Okay.
2: But, so, Cornelia, you're just waiting to be pulled up? No, I'm sitting on the, uh, <laughs> on the trunk. <laughs> ready to go now! Yes. Um, Joy, what, what would you like to do?
1: I'm gonna. Come up after Cornelia, I feel. Am I being over cautious? I just feel like No, I think you're doing the right thing. You okay. could also cover okay. from okay. below. Okay, like, fine. You could be yes. like you could be. It's a good yeah. idea. I have my pistol out and just yeah. cover us from the bottom.
2: Okay. So Jean- is <laughs> getting bored.
1: <laughs> I'm ready to go up! <laughs> so what are you doing <throat> here? Okay, let's go. I'm going to um, cover Cornelia with my pistol at the dark spot and wait for her to be safe, and then I will follow up. And John Salim and I are pulling Cornelia and the sled. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: make strength check, Dorothy.
1: Seven.
2: Okay, John Salim is really putting his back into it. He seems to be heartened by the fact that he scored a hit on uh, whoever your assailant is, and he's pulling up <laughs> maybe more than his fair share. Um, as, as you're still quite, like, nervous, your hands are shaking... Sebastian make your shot okay I'm sort of like on the ground sort of pointing
0: my rifle over the edge of the the cliff
2: three <laughs> <laughs> your shot goes wide in a very similar way to Dorothy's uh, and and yeah you don't you don't hit anything you don't even see the spot where the bullet might have kicked up a bit of ice in the far far distance uh, another shot rings out this time targeting uh, well, you don't know who it targets because it flies wide, and you can hear a kind of whistling sound and a pinging where it hits the the cliff face. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're you're for now safe, Cornelia. You are halfway up the cliff face now. Okay, I'm prodding my cane into the sky. Up,
1: up, up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, you've just seen like a little spurt of of rock um, from the bullet. Are uh, you behind impact. a
1: trunk at least? No. <laughs> You could be though, couldn't you?
2: She's on the trunk. Yeah, she is.
1: I'm the trunk. But you're on the sled. Oh no, you're sitting on top of the. Trunk. Yeah. Sitting on top of everything. Oh, and there's no space for you to. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jean <laughs> Celine, make make talking. your strength check again, Dorothy.
1: Nineteen.
2: Okay, this time Jean Celine uh, he actually slips. His hands slip on the rope, oh. and it begins flying through his hands, and it burns. Oh. Gets a bit of rope burn. Um, you manage to really uh, steel yourself, dig your heels in, and you stop the sled from falling almost single-handedly for a few moments until Jean Selim can get it together and, and put his hands back on the rope. Um, but you do, together, manage to pull the sled up all the way. And Cornelia, you're finally at the top now. Uh, Joy, you're the only one left at the bottom, but you can scramble up fairly quickly. Yeah. In fact, with a rope, you can do it in one round. Sebastian, make your shot again. Slap myself in the face. <laughs> Come on, you fool. 16. 16, that's a hit. Roll for damage. 1d10. 4. Okay, so another spurt of blood uh, stains the white surface of the ice, and you can see whatever dark spot it was that was lying prone now stands, and at this distance you can still see it, and it's stagger. For a few steps and then fall yeah. and you can see a blooming pool of blood spreading out from underneath him. I think I've earned
0: myself a little sleep. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 stay, stay awake. Don't worry. I, I wink at Dorothy. Don't worry. Ha. Just a funny joke. Just
1: a joke. Have a drink, Sebastian. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do not have a drink. I
0: don't
2: know. You both make equally valid
1: arguments.
2: <laughs> Dorothy, do you want to have a look at Sebastian?
1: Yes, is everybody? everybody's up. Now everybody's at the top. So okay. is the
2: sled with the gear.
1: Okay, Um, but I I also am a little worried about exposing Sebastian's shoulder. Um, How far away are we from the...
2: You are maybe two or three hours.
1: Huh. Okay, so I do think we need to have a look at it.
2: I should tell you that the the wind is beginning to increase now, and you're seeing more... More Snow, you thought it was maybe just being at a higher elevation, but you do think that the weather is, is turning. Mm. I
1: think we're a bit exposed
2: to being, yeah, it's fine. Okay. I'll walk it So, off. no,
1: let's let I'm gonna try to stem the flow of blood, but I'm not gonna do any cleaning of it right now. I don't think
2: okay. Make a medicine check
1: 18.
2: Yeah, you so you managed to staunch the flow of the blood and compress the wound slightly. Uh, you regain one hit point, Sebastian. Great, thank you. Jean mm-hmm. Salim looks around and says, what are we doing here? This is madness. What are we being attacked by? Why are we on the siege? All excellent questions,
0: jean Celine. Perhaps for a later time.
1: Can we investigate the body? How far away is it? I think that the priority should be getting to the meteorological station before. Okay, fine.
2: Great. Feels like we're being chased.
1: Mm. So we're not too far away. So we can't see anything now, though, right? As it's dark.
2: It's relatively dark, but it, you could see before by moonlight. Okay. Um, but now it, the weather is beginning to turn and visibility is, are, is starting to get worse.
1: What about these footprints?
2: Uh, the footprints continue.
1: Continue following the footprints, I think. Yes.
2: Uh, okay, so as you continue, the footprints do begin to uh, fade away as they're being filled in by the snow that's beginning to fall. As you start making your way, you can see to your left that this is the coastline of the Ross Sea. And this is why Ralph and William couldn't drop you off closer because you can see this whole coastline is covered in ice flows and small icebergs that just kind of litter the entirety of this inlet, making it very, very difficult for ships to pass through unmolested. So you're making your way along the ridge of this coastline. And as you huddle against the increasing force of the wind that whips over the foothills that crest this coastline, There is an undeniable beauty to this landscape that stretches out before you. The ocean water far below you is crowded with these thousands of ice flows. And from this distance, they almost resemble like a lacy pattern of inky black veins set against the brilliant white flesh of the ice. Sebastian, you cry out to the rest of the party as in the distance, you're able to see the lights of the quest as it makes its way towards the horizon. You pause for a moment, ostensibly to catch your clouded breath from the hike, but also to watch with a clutching sense of anxiety as your link to the warmth of human civilization recedes into the distance. Ah, there it goes. Majestic. Beautiful. Then, as the wind begins to pick up and more and more flakes of ice begin whirling through the air, you notice that some of the ice flows that litter the inlet are beginning to bob and sway in what you presume is the sea's reaction to the weather. Uh, Roll perception checks. Five. Three.
1: Eleven.
2: Eleven. Dorothy and Joy, you both notice that the flows seem to be bobbing in a specific direction, that something is making them move. Something massive is drifting beneath the water directly towards the quest as she sails towards the horizon. Then you hear an ungodly scream somewhere between an infant's cry and a whale's song and the water begins to churn as whatever is following the quest picks up speed. As the snow grows thick enough to begin obscuring your vision, the last thing you can see is the ice flows beginning to create this trail of clear water as whatever massive creature is Mm. making its way towards the quest proceeds at pace. (laughs) Make wisdom saves, all. (laughs) Ten. Ten. Nine. Nine. Ten. 10. Seven. I scream.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no! no! No!
2: All of you game 20, drag, Um You remember something like this in Hong Kong on your way to Kai Yichao, and it wasn't a good time then, so you, you're pretty worried about what's going to happen to the quest as it disappears over the horizon.
1: Didn't I hear the same song in the, in the last quest in my hole?
2: Yes, you did. How is that making you feel, Joy?
1: <laughs> really <pretty> horrifying. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: well, John Salim, for his part, has completely lost it. Uh, he starts running. He starts running <clears throat> towards inland, quite away from the path that you're supposed to be going. He's just running, literally, in the opposite direction of the sea.
1: John Salim, come back! John what are you Selim? doing?
2: I mean, I'm just still like banging my head on the ground. Like,
1: no, no, no. I think one of us has to go after him, mm. right? Yeah, Doris. Catch like, the, the
2: storm is turning. If he doesn't stay with you, he will die in the snow.
1: Okay. Um, shall I run after him? Let's sue him sort with some ropes. Stealth and survival. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay.
2: So you can you can start running after him, Joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a survival check to so make that at advantage. So, Mass, you're just kind of clutching your face and. Yeah, I'm like yeah. beating the snow with my fists. Now. <laughs> no! It <doesn't.
1: laughs> oh, God!
2: <laughs> go for it, Joy.
1: 16.
2: Okay. Uh, you start catching up to jean Celine, but in, in his frantic panic, he is running quite quickly, <laughs> and he's really hiking up his knees so that he can oh run God. more quickly through the snow. Uh, <laughs> make another, make another survival check to to actually catch him.
1: Is that just one die? Yes. jean Celine stop. Eleven. Eleven. Okay.
2: This time, Jean-Célim stumbles and he falls into the snow, and you manage to catch up with him. Uh, Joe, you're right. You're standing over him now, and he's weeping uh openly and just crying with fear and he says no
1: no i'm not going back i'm not going back i sort of pull him close to me and give him a hug and just say it's okay we we know how you're feeling uh
2: make a persuade check
1: 15
2: okay uh he pushes you off him and he says no
1: (laughs) um
2: he starts trying to stumble back up to his feet uh, Cornelia and Dorothy you can see that it's not going well whatever Joy has attempted she tried to it looked like wrestle him or hug him but he, he didn't enjoy whatever she was trying to do
1: I think I'm, I might I might because I've had a good rapport with John Sleem before maybe yep. so I'm going to go how far is it?
2: Um, it's far enough that you can make it he's kind of stumbling back up to his feet and you, you know, you're not sure if he's going to okay try to keep running
1: okay cornelia i'm going to give you one end of the stroke and i'm going to hold on to the other just in case the blizzard picks up and i'm going to go and join joy and Ooh, john
2: yeah you make it over to joy it's about 50 feet inland from the coastal ridge uh and joy yeah you haven't had any success so. dorothy i
1: can't get any sense out of him He won't listen <sighs> thank you joy um john salim are you are you listening to me john salim We need to get to safety. We will die in this blizzard if we don't get to safety. But at the meteorological center, we will be able to rest. You'd like that, wouldn't you, to rest, yes?
2: Okay, make a medicine check at advantage.
1: Eight. (laughs) he says no
2: and he starts turning to run you're gonna have to restrain him somehow because he's okay well
1: i've got this rope yeah i'm gonna just loop it around him
2: okay yeah yeah uh make an attack check at advantage he's beyond sense that he's not really able to defend himself 10 10 okay yeah you managed to loop it around his waist and as he tries to run away from you he just falls pathetically over i'm just kind of tripping himself up over the rope uh and yeah you can you can restrain him if you wish Yes. Do you want to hog tie him or what do you, how do you want to restrain
1: him? I think just arms by his side and then we can just pull him along. Yeah, let's just sort of usher him with okay. the rope around. Like we'll loop it once around his midsection. Okay. And we'll just sort of, if he's limp, then maybe he'll just sort of like... But maybe him. we should tie it over his arms as well. So we yeah. 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 But I okay. don't want it to be... T- like, I don't want to hard tie him, that seems extreme. <laughs> extreme, yeah.
2: Okay, Sebastian, have you come to your senses again? Have you have you gotten a hold of yourself? Yes, I'm, I'm sort of sitting on the ground, slapping myself in the face. Okay, Cornelia, what do you do? I'm hauling him in. Yep. Uh, jean <laughs> Céline with a rope. Yes! We've
1: okay. Okay. got you, jean <laughs> Céline. No one running for you! <laughs>
2: yeah. You're not going anywhere! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the storm has really grown in intensity now, and it is, it is witheringly fierce. The five of you, the four of you with Jean Salim in tow, uh, and turning the sled also behind you, have some ways yet to go. You have about an hour's journey, um, which might take a little bit longer, given uh, the fact that you've had to restrain Salim and he's no longer coming willingly with you. Uh, make constitution saves, all of you, as you proceed.
1: Seventeen.
2: Five. Five. Thirteen. Dorothy and Cornelia, you each gain a level of exhaustion also. You will also start taking disadvantage to your ability checks. Joy, you're still okay. And Sebastian, you're still at one yep. level of exhaustion. So, Joy, you've basically become the de facto leader of this expedition as the only one who's not flagging. Uh, Cornelia, you, you feel the weight of your age begin to... The, the heat leaves your body more readily than than it might have in your youth. Um, and and Dorothy, the exertions of the firefight have begun to take their toll on you as well. Uh, All of you feel the strength sapping from your limbs as you proceed, and over the next hour, a warm tiredness begins to fall over you, a kind of dazed contentment, a placid acceptance eventually of the ground beneath you as potentially a fine resting place, if just for a short spell. And then you hear voices muffled through the wind and the thickness of your hoods. Mm. "'Who goes there? Who is it? Come forward, it's safe, and we have food!' Some final scrap of energy forces you back to your feet, whereupon you see two bulky figures wrapped in furs, their details occluded by the vicious snow. As you stagger closer, you see a pale yellow glow in the shape of a door, and you feel rough hands grab you and support you over the threshold into a warm, dry cabin. "'Welcome to Little Holkirk, friends!' You've had a bit of a walk to get here, it seems.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. Just in time.
2: Shivering and pale, our heroes stumble across the threshold of the cabin into a disorientating cacophony of noise and brilliant lights. The warmth of the weather station enters their flesh like a knife. And for several minutes all they can do is slowly curl and uncurl their extremities as they feel the stiffness receding almost reluctantly as if their limbs are rightly suspicious that this respite from the cold is only temporary. Dorothy, Cornelia, Sebastian, Joy, and Jean Selim want nothing more than to rest, but no sooner are they indoors than their saviors start barking orders to batten down the hatches and barricade the doors and windows as they clamor to build an improvised bulwark against the storm or something else. You've been listening to The Doom of Antarctica, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day. Starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton Cavendish. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Definitely Human. The Infinite Bad is a Definitely Human production.